is much shorter than last week's, if you remember. Uh, this time it's only two verses, and it comes from Matthew 6, verses 10 and 33. So verse 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And Matthew 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. This is God's word. Please be seated. Good morning, church. I have the great pleasure of, of, of uh, speaking to you today. Uh, something that uh, is very dear, and I learned a lot from these, uh, as Victor read, uh, short verses. Uh, but, but let's, uh, before we begin, uh, we always go to the Lord in prayer to ask for his guidance and his wisdom to befall us today. So let's pray. Uh, Father God, we just thank you again for today and your word uh, that you didn't leave us stranded when you went up into heaven and you uh, left the disciples there hanging. Uh, you didn't leave us alone. You, you, you gave us your Holy Spirit to live in each and one of your believers, to rest in us, to, to guide us, to empower us, to do your will and your work. We pray, Father God, uh, that as your Spirit lives in us, Lord, that we would feed uh, our lives with good things, good thoughts, uh, your scripture that we would read on a daily basis. So, Father God, we ask for your wisdom today as you speak to us. Uh, may, these, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you, to you, Lord. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, today is a very short message. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, today is a very short and simple message that, uh, that you'll be listening to today. And uh, the reason is not that, it's that I'm going to be teaching or preaching to you um, anything that you probably don't know. If you read the Bible for any particular time or period, you probably understand this already. And some of you have read the, this, uh, the Lord's Prayer time and time again and, and maybe s glanced over it and took it for granted. So as we look at, the, at this, uh, the, the title of this is Kingdom Come, Thy Will Be Done. I'm used to saying thy, you know, uh, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I come from a Catholic background, if you didn't know. And, uh, and, as, I, and as I start, um, I know my gifting is not in preaching, to be honest. I, 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 but I believe in the, God's word, and I believe that, that it's for us to learn and understand better, fuller, and deeper. And, and I always wondered, like, as, when I'm, right before I'm preaching or even before I'm teaching, even before I'm praying or counseling, I, I, I always look to people who are better at it than I am. I look, I look to Pastor David, I'm like, well, there's, there's a preacher for you, and I, and I see him, I was like, oh, I, I'm not as eloquent or as knowledgeable as him. Or I see one of my professors, they teach, and the way they teach eloquently, not, not, not as knowledgeable as them either. And I, so I learned that this is what God has for me. I'm accepting of that. But God teaches me a lot in simple ways. And I learned not to take them for granted. So please accept this simple lesson. But it has great ramifications for God's kingdom. So where, however way you learn, don't think, oh, I'm not, I'm not as smart or as good or I'm not as spiritual as this person or that. But that you would really ask God, what is your desire for me? And then when he speaks to you, you say yes and follow. 
right? Because I was always worried about that too. Even today, I'm like, oh man, I don't know what to say. Oh, I'm such a bad preacher. But God, you spoke to me and taught me this lesson, and I'm here to share that with you today. Okay? So our first slide. Um, next one. <clears throat> well, let's just read it together as a, as a prayer. Uh, let's read it together, please. This, then, is how we should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen. Um, I found out a little while ago, my son repeats this every day. He says every day at school. I I have the fortune to uh, at one time live across the street from his school, and it's a Christian school, and he's able to read it every day. And that my son at five years old can recite it. And I'm super, when he says it, I'm, I'm really happy. I don't know if he really means, knows what it means, but I'm happy that he actually knows the words. And at the end of this, it's, it's one of my application points, and I'm just jumping ahead. Uh, I would like you guys to read it to yourself, to your family, maybe before when you wake up, maybe before you go to sleep, because the message is super important how we live our lives on the daily. Today we're going to be focusing on verse 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven, and what that means. We glance over it many times. And, and then in the next slide, uh, Pastor David had mentioned your name. And I want us to look at, at, at these four things. Your name, your kingdom, your will on earth as it is in heaven. So we're going to be focusing on these things. But I want us to take your attention to this, your. And when I say your, I'm not meaning you, I'm meaning God. When we pray these prayers, it's important to understand that it's your. So when we say your name, that says your name is greater than any other name. And, and as Pastor David, we exalt that name above every other name. Right? King, queen, president, bosses, we exalt that name above all other names, including, you guess it, including your own. including your own name, and many times, me, the, 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 the false trinity, right? The, the false trinity, me, myself, and I. And some people believe in that. True. Because who's king? Who's most important in this world? I am, me. And we have these things where we're talking about self-helpers, like, I believe, believe in yourself. I watch a lot of TV shows and a lot of the... the, 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 the Someone said anime, and that's absolutely true, but besides the point, just believe in yourself. You can do it. Just, just, just believe in yourself. And I'm thinking, man, they don't know Jesus. Because we have this, this idea that I can do it, and so it's me. But what we, when we say this prayer, it's not about me. It's actually about you, God. Your name will be great. And I'm going to do everything in my power to make that name great. And so we go to the, today's pas- the two passages that we're going to do, your kingdom and your will, and what that means. Again, your kingdom, God, your will, God, I will place above mine. And then, so we'll just talk a little bit of history. I used to, for a little bit about myself, I used to be a history teacher for about eight years. I graduated from Biola University as an education major, and I just, um, God provided this 
God for me, and I was able to share uh, Jesus many times over because Jesus, we find, is all throughout our history, and, and, and he's, his name has been known there. <clears throat> but then we have this, this, this kingdom mentality, this idea of what's kingdoms. We have, um, when, when the disciples, when um, the book of Matthew writes this, and he's reading it to, he's writing it to the people who are listening to it, when the first thing comes to mind, they think of kingdom. What is kingdoms? And if you look in the early church, uh, the early church or the early history of Israel, they had kingdoms. And through the line of David, through the line of David, he made his kingdom super powerful. And he extended his kingdom and the reach of Israel further and further out, probably uh, grander than it's ever been. And then when Solomon came, even, even, the, even the princes and the kings and the queens of other nations came and bowed before Solomon because of, his, of that great nation. Of course, that fell. And people have that in mind in, during this time. That I, I remember a great time in King David's time, and I'm hoping for that. And they're hoping that through Jesus as well. Right? So that's what they're thinking when they think of kingdom. And when, when, they, when the Lord said this prayer, like, oh, He's talking about his kingdom. His kingdom will come. He's going to overthrow the Romans. But that's not what he was talking about. He was talking about a greater, fuller kingdom than that. And so, when we, so this idea of kingdoms in charge of nations, ruler, sovereignty, and, and yes, we know that that's what kingdom means. If we, if we, kingdom of God, if you ever wonder, you read in the Bible, it says kingdom of God. This is God's rule over a nation, over a people, God's rule. Okay, so just, just think of that, kingdom of God, you know what that means, God's rule. Not only is it God ruling over everything, God is ruling over you and in your hearts as well. So sometimes, and also the kingdom of God is in us, that God's rule, his sovereignty is, is in us. Does that make sense? It's, it's very, this is, the, the definition of kingdom is very vast. The more you read it, the more you start understanding it. And so, then we have this idea of today and how this means to us, your kingdom. Again, as we said in your name, your kingdom. Many of us still have our kingdoms. And I know it's, it's an analogy, but try to think about it in, in a sense. What are we in control of? What are we in charge of? This kingdom idea, Right? Um, I wasn't actually very clear on the kingdom, and I, 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 I glanced over this, I admit, in my youth. And even in my adulthood, I didn't actually have a clear understanding of kingdom and this idea of kingdom vision. And then, and then a couple years ago, Pastor Dave was here, and uh, we were in a meeting, and we were planning, or help planning, uh, for the uh, fall festival and for the, for the picnic, this uh, park... We basically go to a park nearby, and we invite the entire city to come and share uh, food with us and fellowship, games, and all these wonderful things. And he kept on talking about this kingdom vision, kingdom vision. And, I was rem- and then as, I, as he was talking about it, it came clear. And he actually said something very, very key that didn't really click with me until, until then. We're going to spend thousands upon thousands of dollars on this. We're going to uh, commit hundreds of hours of manpower and people to this. And we're going to, and you know, we're going to put all this time and efforts and our time away to, 
to build this, to make this, invite these people. And what are we going to get in return? Nothing. What? And before, for many years, we had an intention in our church and in, in many churches that when we give and we, we support and we do these things, we need something back. If I'm going to do this event, I need these many people accepting Christ. I need these people coming to our church. I need these people coming offering. And if that doesn't happen, then was it really worth it? But then when Pastor David mentioned that, yeah, because we, that means we'll have a kingdom vision. That it's not about building my church. It's not building my kingdom. It's not building about anything about me, about how we will receive as a group, even though how, that'd be great. But it's about for his kingdom, this kingdom vision that I'm looking toward, that that's why I'm spending this money, that's why I'm putting my time and efforts, that's why I'm praying for this thing, because it's not about what I'm going to get. It's what God gets. All the glory, what he receives, all the glory. And that's why we do it. So we're planting seeds so people will see that, oh, these people, and what is the alternative? People will see, oh, these people just, just want our money, they want me to come to their church. No, we just want to love you because Jesus loves you. Doing things for the kingdom versus doing things for myself. And that's the kingdom. Where we extend God's rule over the nations, over the hearts and the souls of the people in it. My soul. I'm not doing it for me, God. I'm doing it for you. And you know this. God bless us. So I learned that very simple lesson that one day that I missed maybe a hundred times reading this passage. God, your kingdom before my kingdom. Your kingdom comes first, foremost. And then the, number three, your will. What is your will? Oh, uh, next slide, Matthew 6, 33. He actually, he actually tells us to do this. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given unto you as well. First, not second, not whenever. First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. In Romans, in the passage Romans, we see where his, we see this, his will is, is made known to us. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, I, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Do you know what the will is God? I don't know until he tells me. And the way he tells me, the way he teaches me his will is through God's word. 
as, I, as you wake up in the morning and you read God's word, it should refresh you. It should challenge you. It should, it should teach you something. So when you walk out that door after you read that passage, somehow, some way, you should be changed. How does that affect you? What is God speaking to you in this way? God tells us this well in many ways and many different avenues. The number one is God's word. Number two, it's through your prayer and your meditation. God revealing to you. Sometimes, if, if that isn't even hard for you, maybe fasting is that next level. Is when you, you empty yourself of things that you desire most and you replace them with what God desires. So that we may discern by the testing and the renewing of our mind what is the will of God. And, and yes, God commands us through his word, all of us, like for example, the Great Commission, he commands all of us to do that. But there's God, when he's, God speaks to you through reading of the God's word, through, through your devotions, he will tell you his will for you, his plans for you, whether it's going to missions, whether it's serving in ministry, whether it's attending this Bible study or not, this fellowship group, community group. He will speak to you, I promise, if you only lift your ears to him. He will speak and he will tell you your will. And we had, a, we had Sunday school today and I strongly encourage Sunday school. We had a great lesson. I we're going through the book of Mark. I have a fantastic class who desires God's word. And I don't know if you've ever taught a class before. When people in your class, as you're teaching, just eat it all up and desire for more how great is that to, to learn in that area that you maybe never heard before? And such a great class, I too am learning a wealth of, of wisdom from it. So I want to encourage you, just a shout out to the Sunday school classrooms, to please go. But discerning God's will, do it. God's will. And, and like I was trying to say before, God's will will teach you individually, differently from me, differently from for you, because God knows you. He knows your heart. He knows His plans for you. Now it's up, it's up, up to us to be obedient and to listen. And that goes into my next, the, the next part of it. Uh, in number four, um, <clears throat> it says, "Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven." And then we're going to cover that part on earth as it is in heaven, what that means. Again, many times I glance over it. But it has a significant meaning in this. Picture what you think of, of heaven. What does it look like? And who's there? Many times in the Bible, we, we, we see passages that talk about heaven from Genesis to the birth of Jesus to Revelation. We talk about the kingdom of God, heaven. And... Uh, what that looks like. Well, heaven's a place, obviously, where God is. And he has many rooms, as he promises us through Scripture. And the times we do see people who inhabit heaven currently are the angels. We see the angels come out time and time again through the Old Testament and through the New Testament. Even in the book of Job, where Jesus calls up the angels and all the angels instantly appear 
before the Lord. And Satan, too, walks up behind. I went to a Chris Tomlin concert last night. I know, I should have got home early. I know, but I went to a Chris Tomlin concert tonight, and I saw 16,000 Christians singing praises to the Lord and how amazing that was. And I saw this great light behind them. The stage, well, it's just stage light. This wasn't Jesus particularly. But it was a stage light behind them, and it illuminated the crowd, and I saw thousands upon thousands of believers. That's what I imagine heaven to be like. But instead of believers, because that's not the time yet, but angels. Thousands upon thousands, hundreds upon hundreds, millions upon millions of angels together. And do you know what they're doing? They're singing. They're singing praises to Jesus. They're praising, singing praises to God the Father. They're singing, dancing, screaming hallelujah, hosanna in the highest. And what they're doing is they're obedient. So, what I, so what I, my picture in heaven, when we say heaven, and I'm going to push that in my head, and I should, you should too, is that angels are singing joyfully, obediently before the Lord. That's what I see. So on earth as it is in heaven, God's will on earth as it is in heaven, joyfully, obediently to the Lord, serving God. That's why I see in heaven. So when I put in the context, uh, may your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as in heaven. And it's a call maybe to us saying joyfully, obediently, and God desires our obedience. Joyfully, obediently serving him. And that's what I think this passage means. That it changes our focus from me, my kingdom, my will, my name, and changes it to God. God's name, God's kingdom, and God's will. And for me to be obedient to those things. Application. Every morning, you, you can do this if you remember. Sometimes we forget. I know, me too. Say the Lord's Prayer out loud to yourself, perhaps to your family, to refocus your priorities. Make Jesus' name great to everyone, to replace your kingdom with God's kingdom, replace your will with God's will in joyful obedience. Let's pray. Father God, as Pastor David confessed earlier, that this is a confession of all our hearts, Lord, that we make ourselves more important, that we, would, we don't give you all the glory that you deserve, and we should and we must. Help us to refocus our eyes upon you, our ears to you, Lord. Help us to see your glory and your majesty with thankful and cheerful hearts, knowing that Jesus died for us to bring you glory so that we can sing praises to you, so we can serve you, that we would increase your kingdom 
by our testimony, our eyewitness testimony of you. Help us, Jesus, to be bold for you. Help us, Jesus, to extend our comfort zones to not only ourselves and to the people around us, but to everyone who is willing to accept you as Lord and Savior. I pray, Father God, that your will would would counter our need for control, that we need to control what happens. We need to be so much on top of it that we decide everything that happens. But Lord, what a wonderful thing and wonderful time it would be if you did that, if you made the decisions, and that we would give you glory because, those, because of what will be happening because of it, what miracles we would see because of it, what, how lives will be changed because of it, how people will be coming to the faith because of it. Help us to do these things until you come again. We were reminded, Lord, that we are only here temporarily. Lord, we're only visitors in a foreign place until you call us home to be with you forever and in eternity. But until then, Lord, help us, Lord, to put you above all else. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.